welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the first full-length album from a Brisbane, Australia band called Wax with two A's. The album is called Big Grief, and we'll start out by playing the song that inspired me to want to go see them at South by Southwest this past March, and it's called Labrador. Labrador, the Gold Coast of Australia suburb, not the dog. And this is the one song that I had hear had heard on the South by Southwest playlist that they put out that has like one song from each band. It really made me want to go see them because I wanted to see if they were as powerful live as this song. And they were amazing and ended up being, I think, one of the best bands that we saw this year. Yeah, it was a huge disappointment when they were touring the U.S. but ended up canceling their San Francisco date for mysterious reasons and yet they played in la so I'm, i have a as little i said bit of a mi- mystery that. mysterious reasons but uh on the strength of this song and this album they are certainly making a bid to be a band that's going to be around a while this is i think they've been playing for six years which they've already been around a while mm-hmm. they have but, a few eps yeah out. yeah a couple eps a few singles um started getting noticed opened for fallout boy on their <laughs> australian tour and then tracked down this producer, Nick Didia, who's worked with a variety of artists, everyone from Amy Mann to Stone Temple Pilots. And uh, I, his discography is insane, but he decided to move to Australia and lives about two hours south of Brisbane. So uh, he can now work with these Australian bands and bring remarkable, super big budget, uh, major label polish to this very angry, very loud guitar rock and make it sound you know as polished as as your typical pop song so i take issue with angry because i think what i really like about this album is there is a real range of emotion and it's powerful it's not like this song is certainly there's a lot of anger but there's also a lot of pretty songs and a lot of range yeah it is true that that to hear this as the opening statement it's right. There's more to it than anger, but they're really good at anger. Yeah. Maz Vita, the lead vocalist, has an incredible voice. And she's also just an incredibly energetic front woman when they perform live. You know, we saw them at this little 
Irish bar in well, Austin. Yeah, Summit Friends, yeah. which is a nothing little it's, bar there. But Yeah, and it was packed, and she was jumping around on the stage and coming out into the audience and giving her all for this performance of to maybe, like, I don't know, a hundred people can pack in there maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, she's, she's a star. Yeah, well, you want to get some American fans maybe, and I think she made me a fan, even if the music is maybe very polished but there's a lot of depth there too and i think you're right there is a range uh, of emotion i i think this is a great one to start with and this was the first single off the album but there's a, a range and i think a lot of energy but maybe a little more positivity on the next track we'll play which is the title track big grief <laughs> still there's a lot of mixed feelings here to have as your title track your first track it's all about you know the world is hard and you feel sad but you just kind of keep going and it's in some ways seems kind of a downer in other ways it's the most inspiring thing you can do that the world's crazy but keep getting out there and keep making art in this case and it it ends up you know, I have a big grief coming out of me and sometimes it's not so easy. And somehow that message feels rousing. It feels like a sing-along. It feels like, okay, everyone, Lee, we can do this. Yeah. And uh, that's a great achievement for sure. And it's so melodic. You know, there's even some tambourines in there that it really, I think, so this is the track that starts off the record. And I think it really demonstrates that they're trying to give more range to their previous sound which was more like labrador it was more like grungy not hard rock but powerful rock guitar heavy heavy guitars yeah i liked an interview that i heard with a band where lead singer said you know people ask us what we are and they want to call us punk rock and i just say no we're we're just a rock band yeah and that's a good thing to be i guess they got started playing zeppelin covers and then suddenly started writing their own songs that were really good and you can definitely hear you you can definitely imagine this band doing zeppelin covers yeah well they, they've got some chops you get to hear these little guitar noodles happening and fantastic drum work her. Yeah, unfortunately, the guitarist who plays on this record has since left the band. So, um, hope I assume that their new guitarist is just as good. But th- the person that you hear on this record is no longer with the band. Yeah, that's uh, Chris Antolak and Maz Davida. I guess are credited. I guess he, him doing more of the instrumental part and her doing the lyrics. So are credited. Uh, oh, credited for the songwriters. Mm. So, the next song we will play is called 
no apology. consistent both sonic and thematic pattern here across the beginning of the album where we have a woman who feels trapped in a small town who feels like the world is getting her down and then here is clearly has been told like oh you're a girl be quiet and you're you're lesser than and she's saying nope i'm gonna tear down this city and with these pipes you could believe it yeah, she reminds me, I, I know you made the comparison before to Marissa Paternoster of Screaming Females with the little vibrato in her voice. Yeah, this is almost operatic intensity to the voice. And it is something that I, I, part of me is surprised I don't hear more often because it's so effective, but you, only a very specific talent, I mm-hmm. think, can pull it off. Mm-hmm. And so that she's able to be the screaming, you know, second coming of Courtney Love some of the time and Marissa Paternoster yeah. with that operatic intensity in the same song. It's funny that you say that because I I think the kids today may not remember that Courtney Love used to be an awesome punk singer. <laughs> <laughs> really? Look it up. It was the 90s. Yeah. So like, and this did give me a lot of the feel of like pretty on the inside era hole. Yeah, it's the energy... There's a lot of the be- the best of the 90s here, yeah. and I'm going to enjoy it unapologetically. Yeah. And so I think that same sort of unapologetic and in-your-face attitude absolutely continues onto the next track, simply titled F.U. <laughs>
is a good example of how the lead singer has such a gift for lyricism. I, I love the phrase or the lines. I used to think we had purpose, like a house without a roof or a car without wheels. It's just it says so much in such a concise little bit yeah. there. And then she delivers them with that operatic intensity. Mm-hmm. And so these kind of crazy images are delivered with a complete wall up. And it's a wonderful combination before going into the the depths of like how bad a relationship is. Mm-hmm. But then that statement of like, nobody hurts me and F you for trying, <laughs> which I remember when we saw them live, that was... That, that was the this, one I remember, yeah. Yeah, this song was just slayed the crowd mm-hmm. and her intensity was off the charts. This is also, unsurprisingly, the second single from the album because it is so intense and maybe a little angry again, but also there's a joy in someone reclaiming her power. Yeah. It's like, you don't, nobody hurts me. Yeah, I mean, the texture of this record is all about kind of bad past relationships and people who have treated her poorly and some touches of an eating disorder. And I think that this is a way to sort of slay your past through this record, maybe. Yeah, and... Again, anger and joy and power and also I think just this little songwriting touches here. There are those little guitar sting strings, the three mm-hmm. gang, gang, gang. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do really appreciate on a lot of these songs that they're a little bit st- structurally interesting. Like there'll be, uh, in this case, you know, a ver- fairly long verse and then pre-chorus, chorus. Some of the songs have com- two different pre-choruses before the chorus. And they aren't letting them just rest on the strength of this singer and the strength of the playing, but the songwriting is is dense in a way that is, it's not just pop music. And I really do appreciate that. It is a little unrelenting mm-hmm. at the start of this album. But there are, the, the first four songs are pretty intense, as you mentioned, but the the back half of the album has a little bit more different styles, a little a little more variation, and that's evidence in the next song that we'll play called Changing Faith. It's so hard to hang this up. You're changing face work of art. We talk sometimes but we don't hear It shouldn't happen this way I'm drifting out Tell it to a time A time that I don't recognize And I'm going on if it's wrong or right Cause we're never gonna see it eye to eye You keep pushing on
is a song that I think benefited from listening on good headphones because on the first few listens and admittedly out in the world on maybe earbuds, maybe Bluetooth, maybe not the best audio, it just seemed like this tremendous loss of energy from that first part of the album. And I'm a sucker for hit you in the face kind of music. <laughs> and this one, I think they're very deliberately slowing way down and it starts off with just an acoustic guitar and it really seems almost like singer songwriter stuff except then well there is a second guitar that comes in and not like a clean but electric and then some kind of double tracked vocals kick in and not over the top yeah synth synth there's so there's they're really exploring different textures and a different kind of song and Am I going to say it's one of my favorites on the album? Maybe not, but I appreciate that they're delivering a varied meal here. It's not the same song over and over again. That was a real roller coaster of emotion because I thought you were going to say, would I say it's my favorite track on the album? It turned out it was. (laughs) And I think it's (laughs) when you say hit hit you in the face music, I think this is also hit you in the face music, but it's a different, it packs a different kind of emotional punch. And the fact that there's the acoustic guitar and a more pretty dialed down melodic sound. Her voice still retains that intensity, but it's in a in a less hard hitting style. But it's still, you know, the lyrics are, I hope you're okay, but you won't see me around. And it's sort of like, I'm done with you. Turning your back on someone for your own good. And it's so, her voice is just so clear and strong it, it really, I think it has almost more emotional intensity than some of the other heavier songs. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking, but you, yeah, I, for me, I felt I had to let it sit with me. It, it, it required me to come to it a little bit more. And again, worth it with the, that repeated, yeah, you won't see me, you won't see me around. And that's just repeated. And every time it's pretty, but also even, even when her voice is more restrained there's always that sense like we know that it could could explode Mm -hmm. that there's that a little bit of that tightly coiled spring Mm -hmm. in her Mm -hmm. in her voice even when she's keeping it quiet yeah and so i think the next song is one that is definitely not keeping it quiet and one of the standouts for me on the album it's called little things subtle Mm -hmm. and I 
really though appreciated and got into the wall of sound on the guitar where there's layer upon layer of guitar where there's a sludgy guitar and then some more intricate playing happening underneath that you really again good headphones are a benefit here to pick up the different layers and that contrasted with her wordless just whoa whoa and that's a terrible impression but it's so otherworldly and i think so perfect for evoking this song that seems to be about you know there's some mental illness in here some addiction in here of really someone facing her demons and at the end like you want to feel like me <laughs> this is not a picnic it's funny i was surprised when you said this was one of your favorite tracks on the record just because it's so minor key and it felt so different to me than the rest of the songs and i like the songs that are a little bit about challenging topics and heavy but had that sort of major key sing-along feel and i i felt like this one was a little bit too dark it's it's dark it's a, it's a downer it's spooky but there is an energy to it, and I think this is where, you know, again, this guitarist that they lost of Chris Antolak, who, you know, his guitar work is really exceptional. There's different layers, different kinds of spooky textures, intricate stuff inside of these really grungy walls mm -hmm. of sound. And I just hope that the new guitarist, who I think is James Gatling, taking over for him, and I hope he's up to the challenge because mm -hmm. these are songs that demand some virtuosity. And so I think that's for me, it's, it doesn't have that anthemic sing-along quality, but for just sheer wall of sound intensity and spookiness, and then it's a standout. And I think, yeah, it's not, it's not wallowing in the negativity, even if it has that, even if it is negative, I feel like there's a certain, like, it's not a picnic, but I'm, I'm powering through it. So the next song we'll play is the last single off the record called I Am. into the direction that they may be going as a band as they develop because as I said the earlier EPs were a much more heavy sound and a much more kind of 90s grunge feel and more loud sort of reflecting that the sound you might hear from a one-time Led Zeppelin cover band and then they've de they've demonstrated a lot of 
melodic sort of slow songs, a lot of range on this record. But then I think I Am combines both of those things. It's got the heavy guitars, but it's also got a pop sensibility and it's very melodic and has that great sing-along chorus. Yeah, it's it's super poppy. And I think there's a part of me that like tries to lump it in with music I don't like, but I, it's, it's so winning. Like Mm -hmm. the, the songs are structured so well, the instrumentals are so good. Her voice is so exceptional. The energy, the songwriting, the production is polished, but it never feels antiseptic. And this is like, this is the kind of pop music that's popular because it's good. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it, is also one of those crazy things that they are that an Australian band and they are opening for huge bands and getting huge themselves in Australia and here super under the radar. And it's, you know, you look for reviews of this album and it's all Australian Australian press. There's, I don't think I saw a single U S I've seen like maybe one or two where they at least call it out. I think they're not Australian because they specifically say this Australian band yeah, as if it's this surprising thing, but that seems to be the exception and it's not any known press. They're just, they're not, they're not catching traction yet. Yeah. And they need to be touring more in the U S and not canceling their show here. Yeah. So bottom I, of the hill too. It was, would have been at bottom of the hill, which would have been a really great venue for them. So we, we can keep our fingers crossed, yeah. uh, but it's, it's tough to, it's touch, uh, tough to catch fire in Australia is far from everywhere, but uh, I, I'm planning to be pulling for these kids because this is, it's good music, it's pop, but there's, there's depth there, there's energy there, and her charisma as a front woman yeah, is fantastic. They're such a good live band and I think when you combine this songwriting agility with the great production and the ability to really get get a room on your side when you're performing is a great combination and often you find bands who have two of the three but then the songs just aren't great and this, this is some really great songwriting so yeah. I'm excited to see what they do next. Yeah, the complete package for sure. So you've been listening to For the Record, and we've been discussing Big Grief, which is the first debut LP from the Australian band Wax, and that's Wax with two A's, W-A-A-X. And we're going to go out with the last song on the record, which is titled I-D-K-W-I-F-L, which stands for, presumably in the chorus, I don't know what it feels like. Thanks so much for listening. To make my life harder than it should be Then hide under tables and hope that no one sees Things that should matter just don't make sense to me I say I'm sorry before I
Sun.